Thanks for joining us for the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders at Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the finance guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the restaurant guy. And thank you for that kind introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind Branded Strategic Hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, capital, and of course, coffee. We love coffee. Jimmy loves coffee. He loves it hot. He loves it cold. He loves it on ice. He loves it. It is ice cream. He just loves coffee. So that's what we do here. Uh, Jimmy, I got to tell you, we are live right now in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. It is the Restaurant Leadership Conference. I am loving it here. RLC. It is one of the greatest events we ever go to. Am I right? This is a great one. And it, it is one of the biggest ones they've had. So congrats to our friends at Winsight, to Marcus. 1,846 to, to people I counted yesterday. Yeah, because you're the numbers guy, Shad. I am in 1,846. And uh, it would have been 47, but somebody left early because of the Southwest thing. All right. It happens. It, it does. And I got to tell you, Jimmy, it is a who's who in the restaurant business. Why we're here, I have no idea. I got to be honest with you, but it is a who's who. And I got to tell you, we got a phenomenal, phenomenal show lined up for you here at the Restaurant Leadership Conference. Jimmy, what do we got? Well, let's kick, let's kick it off with our first guest, our friend, Kim Plom, president of Dunn Brothers Coffee. How's that for a boom? How's that to kick off a podcast? I got to tell you, it's unbelievable. They've got like, I don't know, 65, 75 stores based out of California. Uh, Calif- no, not California. We're based out of Minneapolis. That's what I meant. Minneapolis, you were, you were uh, California. You were, you were close, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a there's a Minneapolis, California. I'm sure of it. Well, you know, I, I was close. I Our was, weather's alike. Yeah, no, it's very <laughs> similar. I heard I heard yesterday it was uh, like uh, snowing in, in Minneapolis. But anyway, it is great. It is great to have Kim here. So, uh, Kim, give us a little background on yourself. I'm fabulous. I have been with Dunn Brothers Coffee for 16 years. Uh, we are a coffee franchisor that is a little unique. We offer a rare blend of coffee, food, and community. And by that, I mean we roast in our stores, we bake fresh our pastries, we have ties to all the communities that we're doing business within. I love it. So let's just look at some things here. Dunn Brothers is the OG of coffee shops, according to my research uh, from Nielsen, S&P, and Moody's, Jimmy. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. You've been around since 1987. Uh, not you, but the, uh, not Kim, but uh, Dunn Brothers Coffee since 1987. <laughs> I, I think it's fair to say we've all been around since 87. Well, at least I think Kim is much younger than us. Jim. Yes, but we've still all been around since 87. I, was born I don't, my you don't, you okay. don't know. You don't know how old. I mean, I was looking at Kim, I thought uh, 90. Okay. But, you know, uh, 57 locations and counting across the country, right? How's the expansion going? Well, um, or is my number wrong? Was it not 57? We're about 55 locations, so very 55 close, locations, yeah. but there will be 57 soon. Very, very, very soon. Very soon. Um, we were uh, acquired by Gala Capital Partners last summer. Wait a second. Is that breaking news, Jimmy? It is definitely not breaking news. It's not but, breaking but, news? It, but you know, it's the first time we've ever spoken about this on the podcast on a Tuesday from Phoenix, Arizona. So at this moment... That's breaking news. It is RLC breaking news. <laughs> Dunn Brothers has been acquired by Gala Capital Partners. And a shout out to our friend Anand Gala for another incredible acquisition. Can you share? How's it going with this acquisition? It's going great. We're getting infrastructure all set. Um, we're getting our pipelines going. We're looking at 
new models for business. Um, we have wonderful funding behind us and we are ready to grow and share our brand and, and bring it through not only in store formats that are different than what we offer today, we'll have a drive-through only store format that will be opening soon. And uh, we're coming with consumer packaged goods. Oh, oh I love it. So we're going to be able to buy Dunn Coffee at a grocer near me? That is very you, likely. I don't what know grocer, where near, What grocer? I do not know where near me. Albertsons. Albertsons. Kroger. We're, we're kicking our process off. So we'll shoot for Albertsons and Kroger. Target. Yes, yes. Give me something. Give me something. Lunds <laughs> Yeah. So what's, what's next for Dunn Brothers? Well, growth. Yeah. We have, I mean, it's, it's a great, it's, a, we're in a great segment. So as we look at, we have huge opportunity for drive through only. I mean, that is the model that is expanding for everybody. Yep. And uh, so we're excited to be putting our model out there and, and starting to grow under that as well. Um, continuing to grow under our traditional formats with drive through and great food. We are launching catering, wow. getting on all the third party delivery platforms, um, so we're going to see off-premise growing for our business as well. I love it. By the way, dropping knowledge there. There's a lot, a lot of interesting things going on. All I'm thinking about is I'm going to be in Minnesota, in Minneapolis in July, going for Dunn's Brothers. Going to Dunn Brothers. Getting some of that fresh baked goods. We're actually in seven states, so you could find us somewhere else. What other state? We're that Midwest corridor. So the Dakotas, Iowa, Wisconsin, Missouri, Texas. Yeah. Texas, I have a shot at being. I don't think I'll be in the Mid Dakotas. Midwestern so. values. Yeah, no, I love it. I just don't go to the Dakotas as yes. much as I probably should be. By the way, we gave a shout out to the whole Gala Capital crew, but we really do think those are they're, they're tremendous people. They're not just the, some of the smartest guys uh, that we had the privilege of working with, smartest people, I should say, but also really one of the nicest groups that we get to work with. So really, we were, cheerly, we're cheering for you guys, Dunn Brothers and, and Gala, and that's going to be great. Listen, we're here at RLC. It's day two. Um, so far, it's been a great show. What's the buzz? Um, what's everyone talking about? Anything caught you, uh, catching your eyes since you've uh, since you've been at the show? I think we all, um, you know, we all know what we've gone through um, over the last year, and we're all had supply chain, and that's improving. We're seeing a little bit of improvement in costs. Um, we're continuing to look at labor, but we're really seeing technology and AI as the kind of that exciting, shiny thing. Um, so as we look at different ways to market and, and do business today. Yeah, I think the digitization of our industry is uh, the genie is out of the bottle. And, um, and and really, I think it's very exciting. And then a lot of the initiatives you just talked about are all really going to be somewhat emboldened or, or, or keep are, are possible thanks to the tech that's coming onto the scene. There's been a lot of great speakers already. Um, anyone um, strike, anyone particularly interesting, um, any session you thought was particularly left a strong, left you with a strong impression? Well, I always love the opening when you get yes. here and, and see how you're doing in comparison to great operators that are here at the show. Um, really fun to, to see and, and hear from the uh, CEO of the year. Um, and it really is, you know, all about collaborating and inclusion and working with your teams to find those great ideas. So lots of good things. Um, and then just trends. So great people, great Great, you know, dinners and meetings and I got to tell you, is it me or is Scottsdale got some great restaurants? Right. I mean, I got to tell you, and come from New York City, that says a lot, right? It does say a lot. I mean, maybe they don't have as many, but they got a lot of good ones. And, and by the way, a lot of nice uh, 
a dining out network. Outdoor. Alfresco. 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 Dining, dining. Alfresco. I love it. You get the heaters. I, I mean, it's gorgeous. Yes. You yes, don't need is. the heaters when you come from Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. But I but I just love that they have like the fire pits going. Everyone's everyone nice. got a fire pit. Everyone's got everyone. a fire pit. Not New York City. They don't no. allow it. They said it's a hazard. It's frowned upon. Frowned upon. Frowned yes. upon. I don't understand frowned upon. it's not a hazard here. All right, listen. It wouldn't be a podcast, uh, even on the road, without the crystal ball moment. We have the opportunity to ask our guests where they see restaurants, and since we're talking about technology, two years from now. So when we return to uh, RLC, two years from now, we want to know, um, what do you think are going to be some of the hot topics? What do you think may have changed, evolved? What are your thoughts? You're predicting the future. Well, we've done a good job at innovating, and I think that's going to continue. So we're going to see a way to operate and continually look at ways to be operationally efficient, even with challenges as they come. Um, so using some of these technologies to do that, using it to help our labor forces to do their jobs better, um, I think we're going to see some relief in some of those areas. And even if we come through a time that the economy is a little shaky, I think we're going to, you know, we're all looking at ways to make sure that we're optimizing and innovating during that. So you're really laying into technology to help you on efficiencies and things like that. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Any tech that any tech that you're loving, that you're using, that you're like, whoa, I, I can't believe I've been using this for a while. Um, well, we are excited. To, I'm going in the Easy Cater. Um, oh, great. nice. Love it. Yeah. Yep. And so we'll be on Easy Cater a that week from drive now. That's a lot so, of revenue, right? Yeah. So awesome. look for Dunn Brothers on Easy Cater because you'll be able to have Is that breaking morning, news? Morning Heroes. That is breaking Easy news. Dunn Brothers has announced a partnership with Easy Cater. Oh. This is sponsored by Easy Cater. <laughs> <laughs> that's outstanding. Shazzy, I guess we're done now. There's nothing left for us, Listen, right? I got to tell you, we are almost done. Oh, that's right. We are almost, almost done. Almost We've got that's a right. branded almost. quick fire RLC Arizona edition. I'm going to ask five lightning round questions. Are you ready? Yes. Don't think too hard. First okay. thing comes to mind. Here we go. Arizona Cardinals or the Phoenix Suns? Suns. True or false? Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark was filmed in Arizona. False. Well, I got to be honest with Jimmy. Care to guess? I'm going to go true. <laughs> <laughs> Great guess. Not only was Raiders of the Lost Ark filmed in Arizona, but so were several scenes from the Temple of Doom. Oh. And from what I understand, the latest edition of uh, Raiders Law of, of uh, Indiana Jones, I think it's the, the, the fifth or sixth one, Harrison Ford's like 87 in this one. I think uh, it may have been filmed in Arizona too. I have no, I don't know. All right. By the way, I, but I, I saw, I, I saw I, a trailer. I no it looked idea. really great. I had no idea, but I figured, up, you know, Kim said false. I said true. I figured one of us would be right. Yes. I and I went in Arizona. <laughs> it has to be Arizona. <laughs> well, I just saw a trailer and it looked good and it looked like it could have been filmed in Arizona, but I have no, uh, I have no, I don't know. So anyway, uh, favorite Arizona born singer, Stevie Nicks, Alice Cooper, or Joe Jonas? Ooh, Stevie Nicks. I yeah, agree. Like I Stevie agree. Nicks. Grand Canyon or Bryce Canyon? Ooh, I did the donkeys down the Grand Canyon. Up in the Grand Canyon. Okay. If you were to, if, if, if you were stranded in the desert, right? And it's just, and, and you got, you need a survival partner. You're stranded out there in the desert. There's snakes, there's cactus, it's hot. And you got to, and you got to survive. And you need one person to help you survive. Who would you have better odds of surviving with? Jimmy or Shatsy? <laughs> Jimmy, stand up. <laughs> what do you think? Um, that's a tough one to pick. It's a tough one. Yeah. Um, I think you're both staring at me, but I will pick 
Jimmy. All right. All right. I wonder why. Why would you have a better odds? What is Jimmy going to do? Is he going to start a fire? Is he going to chop wood? What's he doing? I'm going to last longer. <laughs> I retain, I retain, I retain water and pizzas. It was tough. It was tough. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Listen, Kim, thank you so much. I know you have a very busy schedule. I know the conference is loaded with things. They got to open up like five more stores today. Before the end of the day. Yeah. And, uh, but we really appreciate you, uh, you coming on to do this with us. And we're so excited about what, what Dunn Brothers is doing. And, and again, we'll be cheerleading uh, the whole way. And we can't wait to uh, order us some Dunn Brothers coffee. Oh, I'm the, going. When I go to Minneapolis. I'm going to be able to get it. I'm getting it in New York, New York. I, I'm getting an iced coffee and a muffin, one of those fresh baked muffins. And the community. And the community. Yeah. I love it. Hey, thanks so much. This was awesome. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. you. It's my privilege. Bye. I got to tell you, Jimmy, I love, I love what Kim's doing over there at Dunn Brothers. I am excited. She made it sound so good. Dunn Brothers, the OGs. I like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, what was it? I mean, 1987, they're making coffee. It's a good year. I mean, seriously. I mean, I got to tell you, I love it. They're going to they're gonna grow that to a couple hundred stores very quickly. And we, we knew them when. I hope they come to New York. I, I like was, it. I hope so, too. I like the name Dunn Brothers, you know. Well, listen, Jimmy, we got another phenomenal guest. I don't know how we get them. I don't know how we round them up. I don't know if they feel bad for us or what it is. But we are super, super excited to have another fantastic guest here at RLC. Jimmy? Care to introduce? Our yes, guest. our friend Alex Eagle, CEO of Freebirds World Burrito. Freebirds World Burrito. I got to tell you, just saying the name makes me smile. I love it. And I got to tell you, I've seen their their website. Uh, I've seen a couple stores when I was down in the, uh, the, the the Texas area. They're fun looking stores. They're good looking. Our friend Mark Gloss. Glosserman loves it. Loves it. Yeah. yeah. Loves it. He well, he went to, he was, he was a Texas he's guy. He's a Texas guy. Yeah. He went to UT. I mean, that's why he opened Hill Country yep. Barbecue. Exactly. Yeah. I got to say, maybe they'll come to New York one of these days. We could use a really good burrito. Maybe, maybe we should ask the CEO. You know, it's a good idea. <laughs> I like what you're talking we about. We got him here. Well, listen, you know, uh, Alex, you're no stranger to the trade show circuit. So what is it that separates the restaurant leadership conference from all the rest of the shows that we go to? Oh man, I've, I've seen so many good friends here and, and met some new ones. So it's, it's just a great event to catch up with people. Yeah, I agree. Listen, everybody comes to these, uh, these events, these conferences for a myriad of different reasons. Uh, Jimmy comes because he loves the food. He loves the buffets they have. He loves the, the food. Am I right? Shaming me. He, Shaming. Lo- he loves Shaming. the buffets and that's really his motivation. I come really to the meet the people. Um, but I mean, there's so many operators over here. I mean, it's just, it's just an unbelievable event. Um, uh, you know, what are you looking to gain when you come to an event like this? When you come to, are you, are you just looking to connect and network? Are you looking to learn about some new technology and innovations? Uh, what, what is it that brings you here? It's a little bit of both. You know, always I, I try to try to fill the time as, as much as I can hit a session. If I can, haven't been able to this time because I keep running into great people. So Dance uh, and then, and we make you do podcasts. <laughs> that too, that too. By the way, Jeter's coming to next, you know. Oh yeah, I know Jeter. He's coming. He's coming to next. I, yeah. I already spoke. To, I already spoke to uh, Marcus and Keating. Yeah. Jeter will be on the podcast. Listen, Alex. He doesn't um, know that yet. Yeah, he doesn't. And yeah, he's probably not going to do it. Yeah. Listen, Alex. Um, we'd love to hear. You know, th- let's take a step back on the four one one on Freebirds. Mm-hmm. Um, and even how did you get involved with the company? Um, you know, how many locations? Um, and what are you really? Look, what are your goals for two thousand twenty three? Yeah, I, I work for the uh, the ownership uh, group for 11 years uh, of Freebirds. So is that been, breaking news? Been around a long time. Is that breaking well, news? So that, that news is 11 years in the making. That is breaking yeah. news. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, we got uh, 63 locations, uh, 100% company operated in Texas. Um, 
focused on craveable burritos and bowls, um, uh, though we do have some pretty killer nachos and tacos and salads as well. Get a little, and, uh, get a little hungry, Shad. She's getting hungry. <laughs> You like big burritos? Who doesn't like, like a burrito? Who doesn't, right? I mean, yeah. And then you said about the nachos. That kind of got me going. Yeah. So we're, we're open in more locations. We'll open uh, six more restaurants this year and hopefully more next year. Um, given that, you know, we, we lean in heavily on the tech side, the tech stack. Mm-hmm. Any cool tech that's, you know, kind of in, in your purview or you're thinking about? Any, any interesting ideas that maybe you picked up from the show or just things that you're charging ahead with, uh, you know, was, was on your roadmap? Yeah, we uh, we've been uh, upgrading our uh, our tech stack uh, lately. We did um, our POS uh, last year, as well as um, our uh, uh, time in attendance. And What'd you ATS put on the point of sale? All, all we did a Q Beyond, which we're we're really Q, thrilled about. loving yeah, Q. Yeah, we're Q, really happy. Q. We're really happy with it, and uh, we're looking at back office loyalty these days. Very nice. What are you doing with the back office loyalty? Well, we don't know yet. This is kind of the year of optimization. We're going to talk to people. We're going to learn. Uh, what's out there and and what might be a good fit for us. I forward. love it. I love it. Hey, listen, given that the consumers, we just celebrated National Burrito Day a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, how important are the LTOs, those limited time offers and other, you know, opportunistic things that, you know, you use potentially promoting the business and engaging with your guests? Uh, they're huge. We We actually had record sales on National Burrito Day this year, and I think we'll do even better next year. And we've got uh, four uh, LTOs that we've built up to be double-digit percentage of our P-mix. So we have four very successful uh, LTOs. Three of them are protein-based, and then we've got a special tortilla out uh, in this first quarter. That's a low-net carb tortilla that's been a hit, too. A low-carb burrito? Yeah, actually, we have Kali rice, too. So if you really want to you know, be keto or keto, excuse me, uh, you can do it at Freebirds. You can, you can have a low-net carb burrito. Look at that. Hmm. Industry first. I love it. Industry first. By the way, Shats. You heard it here. That's breaking news. By the way, that's legitimate breaking news. Listen, all you carb-free folks out there, if you need a carb-free burrito, get on a plane, not Southwest, because I don't believe they're flying right now. Hey, uh, hey, hey, take it easy. Well, I'm just, guys. it's just true. It's I mean, true statement, that's, but br- take that's it news. Easy. That's news. All right. Just take if you want to go, you can't fly Southwest today. Jimmy, it's a fact. <laughs> get on a flight, not Southwest, get to, get over to Dallas or Houston or Austin, I, wherever your favorite uh, uh, free birds is, and uh, and get one of these carb-free burritos yeah. immediately. And this segment was sponsored by JetBlue. JetBlue, they're still flying. Okay, listen, it wouldn't be a podcast without a crystal ball moment. We're going to ask you, um, you know, just where do you see restaurants and technology two years from now? So being that we're at RLC today, we want to know when we return here two years from now, what do you think is going to be the hot topics? What do you think may have changed, evolved? Any thoughts? Well, I, I think I think people are still uh, uh, taking a look at the labor issue the most. And, you know, how do we become more efficient and how do we create a better work environment for our employees at the same time? What does better work environment mean for you with the employees? Eliminating all those jobs that nobody wants to do, like washing dishes. Well, who's going to, how we want to get the, how we get them washed? Well, you know, that we keep making progress in this industry. So. That's true. We are. We are cutting edge. And when I think of an industry and the cutting edge of technology, I think of NASA and I think of the hospitality industry. Am I right, Jim? So close. All right? So close. By the way, I think we're going to solve that dishwasher thing. We're working on it. Let's <laughs> call our friend Middleby, Ecolab. Let's get these guys together. Let's solve this thing. Listen, as Jimmy, as you like to say, it would never be a podcast without the quick fire edition. 
the branded quickfire Arizona edition. We are going to ask you five lightning round questions. Don't think too hard. First thing comes to your mind. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Arizona Cardinals or the Phoenix Suns? Phoenix Suns. True or false? Phoenix is the only state capital with a population of more than 1 million residents. Uh, the only state capital? According to my notes, Phoenix. False. That is false. Jimmy, care to guess? Yeah, that question was uh, really confusing me. I'm going to agree with Alex and say false. Uh, true. And to add to that, after New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, and Houston, this city is the fifth largest city nationwide. I'm just reading what the producer put down. We did say it's a capital, I guess. Well, you know what? It's I'm, a state capital. State capital. Is, is that wrong? What's at a higher elevation, the Grand Canyon or Phoenix? Jesus, I don't know. Jimmy. I'm going to Phoenix. False. 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 By the way, that is a Grand quick fire. That's a question. That's a great, that, that, this is a quick fire first. How did first. you miss that one? This is a quick fire first. The guest quick fired us. We both got it wrong. Yeah, but you knew it had to be the Grand Canyon because it was so weird, right? Because right. you think the Grand Canyon, you know, anyway. Anyway, all right. You must right. have done well on tests. No, absolutely not. I did horrible on <laughs> tests. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, favorite Arizona born singer, Stevie Nicks, Alice Cooper, or Joe Jones? Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks, wasn't he? Yeah. With authority. Stevie yeah, Nicks. Like, Stevie Nicks, Nicks just dumped on the rest of them. Grand Canyon? I won't, I won't sing for you guys. Grand Canyon, Bryce Canyon. You'll lose followers. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that one? Grand Canyon, Bryce Canyon. Grand. Yeah, it's got to be grand. I mean, uh, Jimmy, do you know the Grand Canyon is, uh, has a higher altitude? Definitely. Than Phoenix? Always. Who doesn't know that? It's like, it's like, obviously. If you were, okay, so now you're stranded in a desert. You're standing in the Grand Canyon. You're in the Grand Canyon, okay? And it's hot. It's like 110 Arizona hot, right? And you need- Dry heat. Dry. It is very dry, though. You're not sweating. It's just dry. All right? And you need, and you got to pick one person to survive. It's going to help you survive the Grand Canyon for like a couple of days. Who are you picking? Jimmy or I? Well, Jimmy looks like he can cook better than you, but that's just a guess. I'll take it. All right. So, you pick, all right, so basically everyone right now is stranded in desert and they're picking Jimmy picking to survive. Jimmy, picking Jimmy all right. Out. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, Alex, I know you got a lot of stuff to do. You got a lot more. When do you, when do you come to New York? When oh, is man. More, when is Freebirds coming? When do you want me to come to New York? Well, I want you to come to New York and hang out with us, but when's Freebirds oh, coming to New York? Oh, you just want Freebirds. Well, no, I well, want you too. We want you too. We want you and Freebirds. But when's Freebirds? Is, is there any? I mean, you're only in Texas. You think we should jump to New York from Texas? I mean, as a businessman, I probably wouldn't guess selfishly. I'd like you to, but I don't think it's probably, I don't usually think you go from Texas to New York. It's no. probably, you know, state no. next next door. But I mean, just selfishly be cool. I it, I would love to because I love Manhattan. So I'd, I'd love to spend more time. There we go. Uh, if you want to open up a store in New York, you talk to Jimmy and he will op- not only yes. open it, he will run it. Yeah, we have two loyal customers ready to ready to give our our commitment to Freebirds. Yeah, so I don't know what a burrito costs over at Freebirds. As long but as each of you is spending a million a year, we're good. <laughs> well, I was going to say probably not, but I mean, we're good for a burrito a week. <laughs> and you do the math on that, that's probably close to a million dollars. It's a little light, Jets. It's light. Stay with the numbers. The best, well, how much is a burrito? Could be really expensive. Manhattan price. Manhattan yeah, price. it could be $100,000 a burrito, Jimmy. There you go. All right. Anyway, Alex, yeah, I know you got a lot of work to do. We really appreciate you uh, jumping in here and taking the time. Uh, and spending some time in the hospitality hangout. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Thanks so much, man. Cheers. I got to tell you, Jimmy, I love what Alex is doing over there at Freebirds. I mean, it's awesome. You know, I had to use a lot of willpower, but I wanted to ask uh, Alex, how often does someone say when he when he introduces the name of his company, Freebird? Yeah. <laughs> Freebird. Freebird. I mean, I just love it. It does have a whole feel of like, I don't know, it feels like, 
like 1970s, yeah. Led Zeppelin kind of feel to it. And the stores are all kind of really cool, like Grateful Dead-y kind of stuff. Anyway, listen, Jim, we can go on about uh, Freebirds for a long time. We'll go to Dallas and we're going to go check out a Freebirds and eat there and have a great time. Right now, we've got a really another incredible guest with us here. We've got Darren Shatsy, I got to tell you, last time, I think you might have messed up the I name. Did, on the, I did, I did, and I didn't want to do it again. Was it Han <laughs> or Han? Han, I didn't think that one was a tough one. It was, because you know why? Because I messed up the I last think, time. No, I think you said Daryl last time, which, by the way, is my alter ego when we start drinking. People yes. call me Daryl. <laughs> Daryl, Daryl Han. No, that's like my other brother, Daryl. <laughs> we got Darren Han. Uh, By the way, we're definitely not editing that out. That's too no, good. That's, that's gold. Stage. It's, oh, that's no. gold, Podcast Jerry. gold. gold right Podcast right gold. Uh, Cargill Horizons, new business development, friend for a long time, having a great time. Uh, Darren, introduce a little bit about yourself, if you if you can. Tell us what you do over there at Cargill, that little company that no one's ever heard of. Yeah, well, it's funny because <laughs> when you get into these conversations here, that's one of the first things is what in the world is Cargill doing uh, at RLC? And it's the same question. Or, or on our podcast. Or on our <laughs> on your podcast. Uh, actually, funny enough, Scott Tatalo, our head of the McDonald's business unit, heard the last podcast and he made a point to stop by and say, you guys do a tremendous job. So congratulations wow. from one wow. of our biggest business leaders. I think we have another guest. That'll be our next oh, guest. There you go. Oh, he, he didn't say do it. He just said nice job. Was, we can get him. We can get him. So well, tell us a little I, about it. Yeah, yeah what do you I, over there? I always appreciate the invite and the chance to, to chat with the team. Um, yeah, people are always interested in why Cargill's here. I think a big part of our long-term strategy and vision is that we realize to serve the industry better, we have to start getting technology and understanding how digital and the technology solutions are impacting what we're doing across the industry. So my role in Cargill is very focused on that. And as we set up this new business division, I lead the food tech division as we continue to think about how we serve uh, food service, grocery retail, as well as food manufacturing, CPG, from a technology product portfolio perspective, and in addition to our food products that we already do. I love it. It's awesome. Also, I think you once told me that Cargill touches like 70% of the, of the, of, 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 of the food we eat. Like some, I'm, not, I'm probably butchering it, but I what is a great Flour, stat? sugar, oh. chocolate, soy... Anything you can get from a tuna commodity salad, product. Tuna uh, we got the seafood division. That's yep. a brand new business line for us. We've got all the proteins. So anything that comes from a chicken, a, yep. a cow, a turkey, et cetera, et cetera. That's a big part of it. We're in the cocoa and chocolate business. So originating cocoa powder, making cocoa and chocolate products. It's always interesting to think about the platform business of Cargill as a food ingredients company. And our corporate comms team is always very uh, cautious about the number we say. I'm oh, sorry. That was me. I was probably... I probably no, no, no. You're good. 70% is conservative number. So that's what we're allowed to say, which is 70% it's over 100%, of you Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how much you And eating. I'm not the finance guy, but it's over 100%. <laughs> uh, you know what, Chats? We'll let your number stand. That's good. We'll let your number stand. <laughs> All right, listen. Um, we, we're thrilled to have you uh, back with us. Tell us what's new at Cargill Digital Studios. Yeah, as we continue to build this out, uh, the portfolio, last time we talked was, I think only four or five new products uh, in the portfolio, we're up to eight now. And that's just in the food tech piece of this. We've also got the international side where we're continuing to grow in the ag tech and food tech space, focus on India, Southeast Asia, uh, et cetera. Maybe a couple things to highlight is checked. Our food locker business continues to be in a hyper growth stage. Um, a lot of national chains and rollouts that are happening I know the team is feeling the pain as we continue to scale and mature that organization, but it's in a really good place. It's a good problem to have for us to think about how we continue to uh, level up in that, in that product and the growth of that product. And I think as we continue to look at the rest of the portfolio, the new stuff is where the exciting things are. Um, we're getting more into local, local marketplaces. We're also thinking about the intersection of food service and grocery retail and CPG. 
nowadays, if you're a restaurant, it's like, do I have to just do restaurant stuff or can I do other things? And if I'm a grocery chain, can I do other things? And we're starting to see these lines get blurred. And so our portfolio is growing to, to represent that as well. Very blurred, very blurred indeed. When you think about Walmart today, it's the largest grocer in, in the country. And people, you ask that question, people would never think that. Uh, and, you know, I, I think Kroger and Albertsons, uh, that deal done. I mean, so there's just their ghost kitchens. Uh, there's there's so much going on. Well, like One of our favorite customers is actually just a local customer in Minneapolis. They're called uh, Official Fried Chicken. They're a fried chicken concept. And we just launched the food lockers with them, the Czech business in uh, Target Field, which is a Twins baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. Super interesting model. But they're a local entrepreneur, right? And, you know, Jared over there who leads that business is super fascinating. He's thinking about how can our sauces and 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 things that we're making on the, uh, the dry rep side of it end up in CPG space, direct-to-consumer pieces of it. They're in a cloud kitchen, so they're operating virtual yep. uh, ghost model already on top of uh, physical locations, as on top of the stadium arena. So I think there's just a hyper-growth mentality if you're willing to be agile and flexible in the way that you're innovating your business model. And blurring those lines is actually really good for operators long-term as yeah, they think about it's, where, it's the, new revenue where the growth is going to come from. 100%, you know? man. I mean, you see some of these big brands that have been inside the frozen food sections of uh, the supermarkets for quite some time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I love it. You know, we had the privilege of having you on the show with us um, over uh, in September over at uh, FS Tech. And you've mentioned you've added a few companies uh, since then. Are you allowed to share the names or you, know, you want to hold that off till uh, till we go back to FS Tech? What do you, no, what we, do you can, we can talk about a few of them. So Let's I, do it. Uh, maybe three to highlight off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, and there's some other ones in the portfolio that we should have conversations uh, on on the partnership side and thinking about how we continue to grow new opportunity spaces. But maybe a good one to highlight is uh, Rescued, R-E-S. K-U-E-D, Rescued. And so it's actually a secondary marketplace for food waste. So we're working with a lot of the broadliners. Cisco is a big partner of ours and we're working with the rest of them and getting some of these pilots stood up. And the whole idea is that if you look at the distribution business, there's so much waste that goes into that setup. And it's really not something you can ultimately completely get rid of because demand is always going to be dy- dynamic uh, on the consumption side. And so what Rescue does is it takes some of the leftover product and helps create markets and access to that product from a discounted perspective, from a donation perspective. And so it's actually getting waste out of the system by creating this e-commerce platform to take that extra product and wasted product or expiring product from distributors and getting it out into the community. So that's one we're really, really proud of. That's launched uh, in the Austin area, again, partnering with Cisco and growing that business long-term. And the idea is to get to a national national footprint where we're able to have these marketplaces in these communities where all this excess food and and food waste product traditionally gone to the landfill, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to actually make it be of good use to local restaurants and makers and things like that. So that's one we're really, really excited about. I also mentioned the CPG space and getting into food manufacturing. So Nashery, it's very funny. The team sometimes gives it a French pronunciation. So Nashery, like you hear that sometimes. They're trying to be a little fancy. Nashery. Yeah, Nashery. I knew you were going to do the French accent, Chats. I knew you had to come with the French accent. Nashery. So I I put that out there. So the world's going to have that one to to joke around with. But um, that one is a food dating app, funny enough. So, you know, if you're familiar with the tenders and the bumbles of the world, the whole idea of Nashery is that uh, emerging CPG brands who are trying to get discovered uh, can put their products on that. You can swipe left and right as a consumer. It's just an iPhone app, uh, mobile app. And then as you discover things you like, it gets smarter. It tries to recommend better products. And it's really trying to find you snacks that you're interested in according to your personalized preferences on taste, maybe nutrition, dietary, et cetera. And if you really like something, we send you free samples. And so it's like the easiest thing on the consumer side. If you like trying snacks and you like discovering new things, we send that to you. Uh, in that process, we help CPG companies launch product, understand where the demand's coming from, and ultimately how to commercialize and launch that product more successfully in marketplace. We know the whole process of selling these things into retailers is kind of a can be kind of a cluster. It's a very difficult process. And so we want to help CPG companies and retailers find these products that are emerging in these local communities and help them be successful. 
and connect those with the consumers who are trying to find these snacks and these products um, uh, as well. And the last one, um, it's kind of a funny name. It's called Lodegas. Lodega. So you being from New York would appreciate this. So the idea is it's at a local it's like bodega. A bodega. That's but right. It's Lodega. Yeah, it's Lodega. A combination of the local and bodega piece of this. And the whole idea there is that there's so many CPG makers and manufacturers that are just trying to get off the ground in the local community. And you got like the pasta maker or you got the restaurant that's got a great sauce and they wish they could bottle it. Back to the blurring lines idea. And so Lodegas is a marketplace. So what it does is it finds these makers who want to commercialize new products a sauce, a drink mix, a pasta, a pizza kit, whatever it might be. And we handle the sales of that to consumers and we handle last mile delivery. So it's kind of like a third-party logistics and, and aggregator marketplace, but it's very much focused on the CPG side and helping makers grow uh, some of those new revenue channels into the communities they operate in. I love it, man. By the way, you know what Darren's doing right now? A lot of stuff. Dropping knowledge. Oh, dropping dropping oh, knowledge. I a lot of stuff. <laughs> dropping knowledge. Listen, you are truly building a farm-to-table experience with everything that's going on at Cargill and the digital studio. Can you share, I, I mean, I think it's obvious to everyone, but you're here, we got you. Why is this so important? Yeah, it's being out here at RLC, um, just hearing you talk to the last guest about uh, trying to build some connections and works and just learning and, and, and meeting people. I think just had a great conversation out in the bar area with Jennifer from Q. And just thinking about this principle of like, there's so much innovation and change happening to our industry. And how do we make it a more sustainable journey for our industry long-term? And that requires us to take a very principled view on that. And so for us to invest from farm to table, um, as you say, it's important because we want to understand how we impact that entire ecosystem. And we look at the industry going through the greatest change ever. Things have never changed as fast, will continue to change faster uh, over time. And how do we create a sustainable system? So for us, the investment is all about that. It's about how do we build for the industry, by the industry? How do we help build vertical, vertical connectivity and integration? Because such an important part of what success looks like down the road. And so for us, we have to play across those areas. And we believe in that vertical integration, especially being the world's largest food company. Dropping knowledge. Boom. 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 All right, listen, we're at RLC. We're I didn't get the questions ahead of time, by the way, on this one. So we're gonna You looked at the questions? Oh, I didn't get I didn't get the I didn't get the lightning round. Oh yeah. Okay, Phew. good. That's <laughs> oof, almost ruined the entire podcast. Right? Oh, we have to cancel everything. <laughs> listen, it's day two here, beautiful Scottsdale. RLC, we're loving it. So um it's your first time at RLC, yeah. right? And yep. you're loving it so far. So, and you're meeting a lot of people, having a lot of conversations, and and it's great. Uh, for the folks that haven't, couldn't make the trip, couldn't get out here, they booked Southwest. I don't know what they did. Pick it on pick Southwest. On Southwest. Pick it on Southwest. I don't know. What do we tell you? Anyway, they, they, they booked their Southwest. Southwest can't, couldn't get out here. What can you tell our listeners? What are they missing by not coming? What what can you say that you're you're seeing that they're not seeing? What can you tell them? I think you guys put it best. We were just talking before we, we got on the show. There's this chill vibe out here because it's a lot of much more ethereal strategic conversations that are going on. You've got executives across these big companies. Mark King just got recognized CEO of, of Taco Bell. He's a big customer of ours from the broader cargo portfolio perspective. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of sense of like, where are things going? Much more strategic conversations. And so as being first time is here, it's very refreshing to have that conversation and be more strategic about it. And it gives you a chance to understand um, where the executive mindset is on the change of their businesses. So that's one thing that's really stood out to me so mm -hmm. far. But I'll see. And then also you're at the JW here. So you're going to have a good time, good experience, no matter what. A lot of good food options around here. Beautiful view. Uh, we're based in Minneapolis area. So it's like... It snowed like two yeah, years ago, it's, right? Yeah, it's like, we're, we're, I think we're six inches away from a record year this year. And it's yeah. like, why is it still snowing? We had 80, 80 degrees over the weekend and then 40 and snow. It's like, what's going <laughs> so on? So are you thinking about moving Cargill's headquarters here? Is that what, that's the, the that word would be, on the that street? That would be breaking news. That's going to that's gonna be a yes. tough one to yeah. convince the team. Well, right. if Cargill's not moving their headquarters here, maybe you're considering moving here? 
I love Minneapolis. Really? It's a good answer. Bye-bye. That, that answer is probably A, accurate, and B, necessary. In the wintertime, <laughs> though? I'm a cross-country skier. I, kind of, I like getting out there. I, I need all four seasons. If I don't get all four seasons, I feel like I'm missing something. But you will be back at RLC next year. That's the plan. Okay, I love it because it's, it's gorgeous here. While the majority of the guests uh, will walk by a Cargill booth and just assume uh, and Jimmy, you know what happens when you assume, Jimmy, your favorite line? Yes, yes, my, my, my Felix from, from Unger. Felix, from yes, you make an A out of you and me. An ass out of you and me. You can say it. You can I say it on this podcast. You make an ass out of you and me when you assume. Well, hearing about your newest offerings in flour, cocoa, or proteins. How are operators embracing the work you're doing in Horizon's program and the tech companies you're incubating? I mean, when most people, if you do know who Cargill is, and like I said, it's kind of that company, $165 billion. I think it's the second largest privately held company in the world, if I dare say. You a dare. lot of people you dare. don't know it outside of the industry, really. And now people are seeing you at an event like this, and, and they're seeing technology. What are they thinking? They're like, what are they doing? I think people probably think that. I mean, if you're <laughs> going to be honest, probably people probably think that. And, you know, if we were to tell you that we had this, like, clear understanding of what we were doing three years ago when we got out the ground, we'd be lying to you, right? And for us, it's just as much about evolving the commercial thesis of why we're getting involved in this. As much as it is about that, it's also about execution and making sure we can actually deliver on these commitments we're making on these solution spaces to our customers. And so for me, I think a big part of it is if we think about being a food player, we're already a huge part of your supply chain and, and how you're delivering your service to your end consumers. We think if we start integrating some of these capabilities, not only do you help the food side, uh, you can also help create integrated solutions on the technology side. So here's an interesting overlap that I, you know, we continue to think about internally. Value added is a big buzzword on the food ingredient side, right? How do you get into more value added, higher margin businesses? And it makes a lot of sense because you're trying to be more specialty. You're trying to serve the customer, be more dynamic in some of that. And it's a better business model long-term versus being a pure commodity. Well, to do that, you need to be really, really good at a bunch of different things. You need to be agile as an organization. You have innovation capabilities. You have to be tied to consumer insights tools and platforms. You have to really understand where the movement is if you're in the shoes of your customer. My head just case. exploded. <laughs> My head just exploded, Jimmy. And I think the, if you think about the technology portfolio, being able to play into that, we can talk to our customers now about like, how are you operating cost reduction in the back of the house? How are you thinking about your supply chain? How do you think about resilience long term? And also, we have these insight solutions and ordering capabilities and local marketplaces, et cetera. We can help you develop new products and grow your product lines. And oh, by the way, we can supply that. And so I think it's a very interesting concept as people start to see that play out. We really believe in it strongly. We have to prove it over time. But that's kind of the big idea is like, what if you had a, a solutions provider that thought about the whole thing for you? Flywheel. The flywheel. The entire holistic approach, if you will. You like, like the, the way, words I'm throwing in there? I got to tell you, Shatsy, you're, you're dropping some eh, decent thoughts. It's a complete integrated <laughs> solution, Jimmy. Boom. Boom, Shatsy, man. Look I've run out. I've run out, Jimmy. That's all I've got. <laughs> all right, listen. I'm, I'm bringing Darren into the crystal ball moment. Wouldn't Darren's just shoving these candies down like forget about it. I, I can't have to stop eat one of these. these candies. Stop I'm worried it's coming up on the mic. I don't know what it sounds like when I'm eating these things, but I can't no, stop. No, no. I got to look what brand it is. It wouldn't be it's a crystal ball. It's a Cargill product. Hey, it's a Cargill product? It might have sweeteners in, in it. It says made by Cargill. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. I'm taking us to the predicting of the future, our crystal ball moment. We're going to ask you... Um, given what's going on, the speed of change, when we come back to RLC two years from now, two years, we'll be back here. We want to know what do you think is going to be the hot topics? What do you think may have changed or evolved? This is off the top. This is definitely off the top of my head, just thinking about it a little bit. I think we're post hype cycle on a couple of interesting trends, right? I think the ghost kitchen, virtual kitchen thing, we're kind of post hype cycle. It had an explosion, it had its moment. And now we're kind of like in that trough of disillusionment in many ways. I think operators and brands are thinking 
how do I actually operate this? What does it mean for my business? I think you look at the startup environment, it's starting to, well, I mean, the investment space in general is tough, right? And so you're starting to see where the emerging players are going to be. So I think a year from now or two years from now, you're going to start to see what a sustainable version of that business model can look like. And it's probably not going to be that super hyped. It's going to be everything kind of a mindset. It's going to be more pragmatic uh, and purposeful. I also look at like some of the POS and ordering space, like that continues to be an evolution. Um, it's a hyper-competitive market. There's a lot of people trying to move up market. There's also people trying to move down market and think about disruption in those spaces. It's always this interesting dance between the integration needs and the partner ecosystem versus how you're trying to grow your product portfolio long-term. And so to me, I think we're gonna see some more stuff play out over the next couple of years in that space as well. Maybe a little bit of consolidation, um, but you see people taking different strategies. People are going to acquire to win and acquire feature sets. And some people are saying, I want to be vertically integrated myself. So how do I start doing that differently? And how do I innovate internally versus just going for the acquisition strategy? Pros and, and cons on both sides. So I think that's a place we'll see some evolution uh, as well next year. And then the rest of the stuff, right? Like the blending of the lines, I think that's a big part. Uh, as that continues to merge, how do you create systematic platforms to commercialize new products from food service into CPG into grocery retail? There's a big data play there, but there's also a marketplace and route to or route to consumers and that. Mm -hmm. So I think there's going to be some more evolution there and maybe more solidity or solidifying of what those solution spaces could look like long-term. Jimmy, is it me or is this the smartest guest we've ever had? This is definitely the, well, I want to say it's a very smart guest, but we've had like a hundred. He lost me at hello. <laughs> he had I'm me. I'm feeling a little awkward. He I'm lost me at hello. He had me at hello. As soon as I got his name wrong, I, I, I don't know what he's been saying ever since. I'll just say this. He is among among the smartest guests we've ever had. Not the smartest? I just think we've had a lot of guests, and, and really, I don't want to piss them all off. We haven't had a smarter guest here at RLC, though. Now you just pissed off the other guests we had. <laughs> Jeez, I hope they don't listen to it. All right, just kidding. He's the smartest guest in the last five minutes? In the last five minutes? Absolutely. All right. Darren, you are the smartest guest we've had in the oh, last five minutes on this podcast. It's an honor. That is, it is, it is an honor. <laughs> it is an honor. <laughs> You've won the award for that. Hey, listen, Brandon Quickfire, okay? Right, I'm going to ask go. you five lightning round questions, okay? You know the drill, okay? Don't think too fast. Don't think mm. too long. Don't think too hard and answer fast. Yes. Because it's the Quickfire. Are you ready? Let's go. Arizona Cardinals or the Phoenix Suns? Arizona Cardinals. Uh, big Timberwolves fan. Can't talk about another Western Conference team. All right. Yeah. I like it. True or false? Star Wars Return of the Jedi, also known as Star Wars Episode Six, was filmed in Arizona. False. Okay. I'm going to go true. Yes, even a Star Wars ah. film has been filmed in Arizona desert landscape. Several landmarks appeared in the chapter of the Star Wars series, including... Castle Dome Peak, Blue Canyon, and Vernon Cliffs National Monument. Jimmy, I just made that up. Yeah. I had the benefit of, of, of the, <laughs> I, I had the benefit of seeing the trend that our producer and our writer see, Julie was doing. I saw the trend. Like, I was going to say some deep research on that one. Deep research. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of research there. So, all you Star Wars fans, Arizona. I think a lot of people thought it was filmed on Mars, which is uh, interesting. I was thinking like New Mexico. I, I mean, I know there's deserts. That was a trick question. You guys got me. Favorite Arizona-born singer, Stevie Nicks, Alice Cooper, or Joe Jonas? Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas. Grand Canyon or Bryce Canyon? Grand Canyon. I think Grand Canyon's kicking some butt today. It, right, because I don't even know what is Bryce Canyon. No, Bryce Canyon is. I mean, there's only, it's Grand Canyon. Is there a Bryce Canyon? False. Okay. <laughs> it's a, all right, here we go. You're in the Grand Canyon, okay? It's hot. It's, it's, it's big. It's deep. There's snakes, venomous snakes. Other crazy animals, werewolves oh, and things lead, like that. Good lead in chess, yeah. really, right? You're okay. setting the stage. And, 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 and 
you're, you're stranded out there and you can only have one, one of us to help you survive. One, one of you two. Jimmy or Shatz, the only one of us to help you survive this, this, this time in the Grand Canyon. Who are you picking to survive in, in the Grand Canyon? It's 110. There's werewolves and there's, there's cobra snakes and things like rattlers and things and other crazy animals. What do you got? Chats, we're going down together, me and you. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate that. You see, because you know what? He knows. I'm he knows. running, I'm moving, I'm sticking. Yeah, Shatsy. you're going to have a lot of energy. Like, yeah. We're going to get somewhere. Shatsy. I don't know Shatsy. if we're going to get, get out. Shatsy, you're wiry. You're wiry. I'm wiring. There's wiry. No way. You're a scrappy guy. I feel I'm like you're Darren, scrappy. Get on my back. We're getting the F out of here, 100%. man. I agree 100%. Listen, Darren, this was awesome. Thank you for stopping by. Loving what you're doing at that little company called Cargill. 165. Actually, they're going French. Cargill. Uh, Nasheri. Uh, Cargill. We love Cargill. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of the Restaurant Leadership Conference. And we'll see you, uh, we'll, you'll see you here next year. Yeah, sounds great. Always awesome. a pleasure. Appreciate the time. Yeah, Thank you, thanks. Darren. Appreciate thanks, man. you, man. Thank you. All right. Jimmy, I got to tell you, Cargill doing a lot of crazy stuff over there. Darren, the team. I find it amazing that one of the largest companies, certainly one of the largest, the second companies, largest private company in the world, is that is also, a fact. Is also has a has a digital studio in the tech space. Early, you know, early, early stage. Early. I mean, pre revenue, little tiny baby companies yep. that they're incubating to help the entire ecosystem. As I said, a full I, flywheel. I, I effect. think that Cargill thing. They might they might figure it out. Cargill's going to do okay one of these It'll days. Be all right. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you. Well, listen. I got to tell you. Another illustrious, fantastic, grade A top notch guest that we are fortunate enough to have here with us. Oh, Scott Taylor, walk-on sports bistro, CEO? Yeah, man. CEO, president, chairman, COO. I probably <laughs> made up a bunch of those. But anyway, we are really lucky acronyms, to have man. Scott yeah. here. I love, I happen to love walk-ons, Jimmy, because you know that I love New Orleans. Yes, you do. And there's, as we talk, a, a, a huge store uh, right next to Mother's, which is a famous um, place Bo right boys, there, yeah. Bo Boys. Yep, yep. And there's a double-decker, uh, right? You can't miss it. That's always action-packed. I mean, Mardi Gras, forget about it. But Scott's here. Walk-ons is unbelievable, growing like crazy. Yeah, man. So we are really lucky. Scott, give us a quick intro about you, and, uh, and then we'll dive into it. Sure. So uh, thanks for having me, guys. No, uh, Walk-ons uh, started, actually, we're starting our 20th year, man. Opened in 2003 in Baton Rouge. Right uh, on the uh, gates of Tiger Stadium at LSU, um, you know, uh, just a cool brand that, uh, you know, kind of celebrates that South Louisiana cuisine and a clean and classy sports bar. So I've uh, been with uh, these guys, uh, two knuckleheads back in 2010 when I met them, but uh, almost 13 <laughs> years, man. So it's been a good run. Now, how many stores you guys have these got days? 76. 70, and they're all corporate owned? Oh, man, I wish. No, yeah, oh. we have uh, <laughs> four corporate and uh, the rest are franchise. But what about Drew Brees? I always see Drew Brees mentioned. What's he guys? He a he's, franchisee or is he a partner? What's how's that go? He's first off, he's a really good dude. Um, but Seems uh, like he is man. What good you football see is player what you too. Like he, yeah, he knows how to throw the ball. Player, a bit. Yeah, but he's even a better like human being. So uh, no nah, man, we met Drew in New Orleans at that Poitou Street location. Like any good quarterback, you know, brings his offensive line out for dinner. You know, is that right? <laughs> <to> protect me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he used to come in all the time for that. And then we did a couple little uh, launches with him, but no, he reached out one day, gosh, 2014 and just uh, said, Hey man, I, you know, I like what y'all are doing. If I was going to open my own place to be just like this, can I invest? And so he bought 25% of our company. So he's really? not a franchisee. He's oh, an he's, he's, he's an, an owner. owner. He's an owner. Oh, that is unbelievable. I love it. So he was like hanging out, eating and drinking there. Yeah. Loved it so much. It's yep. like uh, like that Remington shaving. I love the company so much I bought it. <laughs> you know, that is unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Listen, I want to jump in. 
we, 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 we use the words breaking news a lot, and often it's respectfully not breaking news, but now we do have one. I think we're going to kick things off with some actual breaking news. FSR Magazine just listed walk-ons in their next-gen 25 list of restaurant innovators. That is freaking awesome. Congratulations. Thanks, what intel can you, what, what insight intel can you share with us on the tech and innovation being used and implemented at walk-ons? So uh, super secret. Can't really tell. No, we, yeah, uh, it is. So they're, they're uh, Danny Klein. Those guys are awesome, man. They're always kind of getting people together. So, uh, man, we just uh, got some different folks, different CEOs, different brands, Miller's Yellow House, Bar Taco, just kind of talking about tech and what we want to do and be different. And so, Man, there's, there's, uh, I think there's those uh, people sitting on the sideline, kind of waiting to see what happens. There's those of us that are kind of in the middle of it and just trying to look at what's, you know, going to be the cool stuff down the road. And and so, well, I love. It. I mean, just talking about tech, and and, and I got to tell you, you know, a, a tech company that you guys laid into is something that Jimmy and I love because our first investment in into this kind of tech and innovation was self pouring beer, self pouring. Oh, yeah beverage and we loved it we put it in one of our stores in new york when we were renovating we wanted something that would be automated reduce uh, labor uh guest ink, experience guest experience uh you know waste no was, waste no, no waste. theft i mean we just loved it and you guys have really laid into that yeah, and man. uh like how did yeah. that happen i mean that's innovative right so there how well, josh that? goodman man what a what a good guy love josh right, goodman so. just came out with a book by the way yeah i Gee, you got I, it. I, I, he's asking I, for your pick, like of holding the book. I, I, yeah. I didn't even know Josh Goodman was CEO of that company. I just thought he was a New York Times bestselling author. Oh, yeah. I, I, he's more than just an author, Jimmy. <laughs> he's more than just an author. Yeah. yeah how, so, how, so, I mean, there's tech right there, you guys. Yeah, no doubt. So, we met him at, uh, I think it was like the Pizza Expo or something in Chicago. Yeah, he loves that ago. expo. Yeah, he does. He hangs out everywhere. He um, <laughs> just met him when we had a pizzeria. It's called Schlitz and Giggles. He put these little portable tables. Schlitz and Giggles? Schlitz and Giggles. Yeah. I like that place. That's a good name. That's a Serious good name. name. Silly Pizza. We sold it. But anyhow. So this uh, Josh um, kind of started Those with table this Table taps. Table taps. And so now then at Walk-Ons, we just incorporated it in the restaurant. So it's cool, man. If you're sitting there for a game, you got taps, you pay by the ounce. You guys know. I mean, it's, it's cool yeah, But technology. that's awesome that you guys were like kind of like, uh, you know, I mean, we were thinking about that early on. It's just a great experience. And you guys have been, you know, really great customers. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude, man. It's, and, you know, he's taking it to the next level, I think, with the beer walls and all. So we're working with him on just kind of what's the next iteration, yep. you know, for a walk-ons where the tables are cool. But, you know, there's, there's some challenges on that side so no the beer question walls about it. they're just like super cool right? you got the beer walls in some we, stores already we do not but we're talking to him he's working on a, a new kind of program for us so. i think that's awesome man yeah. you got to get him into all your stores all 76 stores that's it man there we go listen i uh i love uh, i love good sports references i i, I consider myself uh, still you're an athlete, athlete jimmy I'm an, I'm an athlete brand late camp and i and i that's right thank you blc and i use sports references <laughs> literally on a daily basis one thing I know about walk-ons is you have uh, an incredible culture, and culture it's kicks, everything. Culture kicks the S at a strategy uh, six days a week and twice on Sundays. Yep. And the one thing that is there's this based on this underdog mentality, and I and I've watched videos and I've seen stuff, but can you share more about that? Because I think watching those things from the from, from the cheap seats looks amazing, but tell us about that underdog mentality. Yeah, man, it's everything. It's our DNA. So you know, it started. I mean, the brand is. Started by two walk-ons, the, the last two seats on the bench, you know, not playing, practice squad, love of the game, name on the front, not the back, team before self, all that stuff as a walk-on athlete. Man, it's just, it's part of our brand. It's what we do. And I, I I look at restaurant people as kind of underdogs. It's not real jobs. You know, how many times your parents are when you get a real job? You know, that uh, restaurant a hundred percent. Yep. A hundred percent. So, you know, you just embrace that underdog mindset and it just, uh, man, how do you, uh, 
People tell you you're not good enough, smart enough, fast enough. Hey, you turn the no into a big yes. And that's the mindset with that. So culture, what you're talking about is the rumble, which is, yeah, there's a legit funny story too long to share here, but it came from a moment of when we, uh, what our lowest, I would say we, we, we were sucking pretty bad operationally. And so this rumble is kind of our war cry. Of like, yep. We're going to kick ass. Not get our ass no, but I, I really do use sports references a lot. And, and when we're interviewing people, there, there are four kind of things that make me lean into a candidate and in no particular order, but you've got two of them. One of them is, is t- team sport. Someone who played a team sport. The other one is someone who's worked in the hospitality business. Cause I don't think you can succeed in either of those. If you're not willing to roll up your sleeves and, and, and work hard and give your, give up yourself for the team. Yep. The other one happens to be in the category of TMI first generation college. Cause that that's a chip on your shoulder and then military. I got to tell you if you, that, that is a discipline. So it, do, it doesn't work a hundred percent of the time, but athletes, team sports and worked in hospitality, I think are two good indicators of, of some great people. Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think you just look at, uh, you know, if you've been part of something bigger than yourself, you know what, you know what yep. being on a team is, man. And, and uh, everybody's got their role. Man. I agree. I agree, man. I, I think everybody, I remember uh, I was at some conference and I said, everyone should have to work yes. in hospitality. I don't care how long, just a month, a year. I don't care. You've got a, a bartender, a waiter, a dishwasher, a line cook, something in a restaurant to appreciate what goes on in a restaurant. Because I think a lot of people, uh, they go sit down, they don't really understand it. They they understand it because they know how to eat yeah. and they know how to order, but they don't know what goes on back there, you That's know? Right. And it is it is tough work. So I agree with you, Jimbo, on that. Should we go to the crystal ball moment, Chatsy? Oh, yeah. I thought you were, I mean, you want to know what's next? Uh, what, no, 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 Jimbo. No, 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 no crystal ball moment. Oh, no, no, right now. What's next for walk-ons? Man, we're just growing. We're, uh, you know, we love the franchise model, man, because it's, uh, it's once again, it's, it, it ties into, you know, the, uh, the underdog deal. Like these guys are taking their, you know, their destiny in their hands. They outperform corporate restaurants because they own it. There's, yep. you know, COVID, we didn't lose a restaurant because That's these awesome. guys, there was not an option. And so, no, we're going to keep growing. We'll open uh, probably 17 this year, finish around 92, 93 restaurants. That is uh, awesome. Is that 100? Anything internationally planned? We've looked at it, man. It's, it's a lot of moving parts. And yeah. It's just not, you know, it, when we do it, it's got to be the right deal. There's right. no rush. We got plenty of white space. I was going to say you got plenty of white space right here. There's no and rush then, and then, and when you have a, an operator, is it multiple? Do, do your franchise operators have one store, or do they have like ten stores, or is it mixed? Some, um, it's a mix, right? Mix so right. we're kind of like matchmakers. So like a walk-ons is a big deal to kind of take down. So you know, you got like a Dak Prescott. Hey, it's not like a quick serve restaurant. It's no, not, it's, it's not, not like a Subway or Dunkin' Donuts. No. It's a real, it's a real deal. It's legit, man. Yeah, we're uh, we get a lot. Scratch Kitchen food's phenomenal, but you know, you get. Guys with money like a Dak Prescott or something, but he's not going to run a restaurant. He's got a day so. job on Sundays, right? But you partner him with operators. And so right. it's kind of this matchmaker deal. We got people that want to get into it that have the money. You got people that have the operation experience, can't do it on their own, put them together. That's the perfect walk. What do you think of the candies, uh, these hard candies, right? Dude, I've been eating them all day. Because he's eating these hard Everyone's loving these hard candies. candies. I am going to find out what these are and bring them in the office, Jimmy. There you part go. Of our, uh, the blue ones sweet. are nasty, though. Don't eat the blue ones. No, I like the yellow ones, the lemon. I mean, it's delicious. <laughs> really good, yeah. And I bet you the strawberries, I haven't had one yet. But I know strawberries usually good. Like the, like the strawberry starburst, Jimmy. That always goes first, right? <laughs> always. Yeah. All right, Jimmy, now. 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 We now. go to the crystal ball moment. After right. we got the candy stuff out I like of that. Way. Listen, it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't do a crystal ball moment. We're going to let you predict the future. All right. Um, when we come back here in two years, what do you think is going to be the hot topics um, in terms of restaurants and technology? What do you think is going to have evolved? What do you think may have changed? What are your thoughts? 
Man, I think, uh, I hope we're talking about the next gen of loyalty uh, and not like 100 points for a free cheese fry. Like, that's so old. Um, I think AI, you know, is like AI's got to play away in Lord. So I think, I think tech, uh, hopefully not just like how to save labor and simplify. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, yeah, you got to do that maybe, but I'm just like, how do you enhance the guest experience of tech? It's going to be all tech. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I think uh, I think when people talk about labor, it's it's something that, you know, you've been in the restaurant business a long time. It's not something that I didn't think about 20 years ago. Yeah. Or three. We thought about labor cost every day since the day you opened your first restaurant. It was food cost, your labor cost, and your beverage cost. That's yep. what you thought about. So it wasn't like, it's like a new phenomena, you know? So you always got to think about that. Yeah, and then how do you engage? I mean, you know, tech and loyalty is about, it's an emotional connection. It's not like, I said, no, we don't want points for like free stuff. I mean, that's, everybody does that. That's yeah. fast food. Like, I want to make a connection with you and like you get something that you couldn't just go buy, like a, a fast pass, get yep. in front of the line. I think so like many that. people who try to sell into, that's bring their tech into this industry who haven't worked in it, they don't understand how much operators hate discounting. <laughs> okay, stop with the discounting. We love rewarding loyalty. We love the relationship with our guests. We are happy to be um, extra hospitable and generous with our guests. But most people show up with these tools that are like, oh, we'll fill your table when you don't, you, and a discount and you, you they get 50% off the tab. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, you want the, the coupon shoppers to get the better deal than my loyal customers? Get the F out of my store. Yeah, we saw a lot <laughs> exactly. of, a lot of the big retailers that are no longer in business they just basically train their customer to only to shop wait, wait. when it was on sale. And that was it. You're like, why buy it now? You know, it's going to be on sale next week. And then, and, and you can't do that because you just deteriorate your margins that you, yes. you want to, you want to keep everything full price. And to your point, you want to have a great way of engaging them, give a yeah. great experience and come back. And, and I got to tell you, nobody wants a half price burger. Yeah, they, they want, want, they want to pay. They just they want, want a great value add, man. Yep. Like, yeah. Give me great service. Give me experience. I don't want it for free. I'm going to yeah. spend money. Just like, give me something everybody else doesn't get. Yeah, you got to have Drew Brees sitting down <laughs> having dinner with people all the that's time. That's, that's the experience. That's like you're getting a burger with Drew Brees. Wow. <laughs> I, think you, I think you, I thought the last mile was hard to, it was hard to uh, figure out. You want Drew Brees eating a burger with everybody? Well, not everybody. Not everybody, but like once a day, okay. he should, you know, at least one. The best customer each day. There you go. Like, Drew, you know, Drew, you hear that? Seven, customer of the week. At all 76 stores. Yeah, Drew, well, go to Wichita tomorrow. Each day, he'll go to a different <laughs> store, and then you start over again. You know, there's 365 days a year. What's Drew Brees doing, for crying out loud? I guarantee he's doing more than you are. <laughs> he's a busy he's, cat, man. He's Drew's definitely doing more than us. Yes. He's not sitting here on this podcast. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, listen, I appreciate all that. Listen, Scott, I know you got a lot of stuff going on. Real quick, before you get back to uh, to the stores, uh, Brandon Quickfire, five lightning round questions. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Don't think too hard. First thing comes to your mind. Arizona Cardinals or the Phoenix Suns? Phoenix Suns. True or false? The famous you had me at hello scene from Jerry Maguire was filmed in Arizona. <sighs> yes. Jimmy? I'm going yes, too. False. This oh. is a trick question. <laughs> While you had me at hello button. wasn't a one-liner captured in the great state of Arizona, the famous Show me the money line took place at Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe, Arizona there. Another great question from our producer. Unbelievable. Favorite Arizona-born singer, Stevie Nicks, Alice Cooper, or Joe Jonas? Oh, man. Uh, I'd say Stevie Nicks, but she just canceled her concert again. So I'm not a fan anymore. But how old is Stevie Nicks? Like 100? Yeah, she's 100 at this point. She's still doing it, I guess. She had, you're picking on Stevie Nicks like you're picking on Southwest. Well, I think she canceled because she was booked on Southwest (laughs) Airlines. That's why she canceled. Grand Canyon or Bryce Canyon? Ah, Grand Canyon. 
you were to now you're stranded in Grand Canyon. Okay, okay. you're stranded in Grand Canyon. God knows how big that place is, but it's grand. It's grand. That's why grand. it's called Grand Canyon. Yeah. 120, maybe 130 degrees. Okay, there's rattlesnakes. There's 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 other there's porcupines. There's bears. Coyotes. Coyotes. Werewolves. There's lions. Oh my. There's all sorts of crazy things going on. It's dark out. You're hearing you're hearing crazy things, and you're stranded there, and you can pick one person, Jimmy or I, to to help you survive this 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 horrific uh, accident or incident. Who do you pick? You only pick one of y'all. Y'all only one. Yeah, you only get one. Man, I can't do that. You got to just pick me or Jimmy to help you survive in the Grand Canyon. So, so no hard feelings, like, by the way. Yeah, okay. yeah no hard feelings. <laughs> man, I can't pick one. Man, I have to have like one of you got a FaceTime in or something. There's probably no reception, so it's really kind of a tough deal. I, Anybody got camping skills? Because I would totally be. By the way, I was I, I was a pyromaniac. <laughs> oh, you I a lot am, of fire. Uh, by yeah. the way, uh, so so you're just saying basically that you want both of us there. That's yeah, fair. That's that's fair. That's I got to tell you, I just got a funny picture. Just text to me. Do you know any? Do you know remember anyone in that picture that you know? Yeah, old Josh. It's, yeah. I think it's Scott and Josh. Uh, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I think Scott has his tongue in Josh's hey now, ear. Hey now, hey now, hey now. I, I, I might actually have this. this we got to get the picture of us on the bull where he's riding it backwards. Oh, we're going to have to ask him for that. But yeah. this is a great picture that our producer just shared. <laughs> Look at I don't that. Know how we're we're going to ask that in real time. But yes, yes, it is a picture of Josh Goodman with a, It's he's got the walk-on. Don't you do like a, a walk-ons kind of event or something? We do, yeah. We have a life conference, man. Actually, in Nashville in August, Leadership, Innovation, Fun, Education. Just so, for walk-ons? Just for walk-ons, like suppliers, franchisees, corporate. It, it's a good time. So that's where Josh goes, right? Josh is a good time. Yeah, Josh, that's awesome. Josh is a good time. Listen, Scott, we want to thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having Super me, Super fun having you. Con con continued success with walk-ons. Appreciate it. Um, feel real kinship uh, with everything you guys are doing. Just love the energy um, and the culture you guys are building. Uh, to our listeners, we want to thank you for tuning in with us on this special edition live from RLC. We know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and the fact that our subscriber base continues to grow exponentially, A, surprises us, but B, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. I gotta tell you, it is awesome. I got to tell you. Uh, Walk-ons, what's the URL? How do we find walk-ons? Walk-ons.com? Walk-ons.com. Walk Walk-ons.com. Check go. it out. Find a location near you. Go a party there, drink there. Drew Brees is there, shaking hands, kissing babies all the time at any store. That's eat what I understand. Every day. And every eats day. a burger, eat a burger with you. Every day. If you spend $25, I understand that Drew Brees will uh, sit with you and eat and drink. That <laughs> is loyalty. Yeah. I think yep. you're giving Drew away a little cheap, but that okay, is. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Only at the Honolulu location. Only at the Honolulu in December. Only in December. All right, we're going to let we're gonna let Scott go and we're going to check out now. So listen. Thank you guys so much. This is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, signing off and letting my boy Shatsy close us out. Hey, thanks so much, everybody. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for joining us the Hospitality Hangout live from RLC Arizona Edition. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.